You're listening to the Wolf Street Report. I am Wolf Richter at wolfstreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. It's Sunday, October 30th, 2022, or Saturday in the middle of the night for us on the West Coast. So we have a weird situation. Well, not weird, actually, but just reality. After mind-boggling, ridiculous spikes, home prices in most markets are dropping, and in some markets, they're plunging at the fastest pace uh, on record, and in some markets, they're going down faster than they spiked on the way up, and it's just the beginning, and there is nothing magic about this. The average 30-year fixed mortgage rate has more than doubled since last year from less than 3% to now over 7%, the highest in 20 years, the highest since 2002. But there is a difference between 2002 and now the magnitude of the home prices. Home prices have shot up to ridiculous highs in the era of interest rate repression and money printing by the Federal Reserve. But that era ended earlier this year. Now we have surging interest rates and the opposite of money printing, quantitative tightening. So now we've got sky-high home prices, and I mean ridiculous home prices, and mortgage rates that were normal when home prices were just a fraction of today's prices. Over the past two years, we've seen spikes of home prices of 30 to 60%. In the Miami metro and in the Tampa metro, for example, home prices spiked by 60% in two years, according to the Case-Shiller Index, which is just nuts. And uh, we know how this is going to end, and it already ended. With 7% mortgage rates, after a 60% price spike in two years, sales have plunged, and those sales that are taking place are taking place at lower prices. Over the past 20 years, through early this year, home prices in the expensive markets have tripled or quadrupled, according to the Case-Shiller Index. The, these markets include the metros of Miami and Tampa, Los Angeles, San Diego, Seattle, San Francisco, and others. The Case-Shiller Index tracks 20 metros. There have been similar price spikes in other markets. These price spikes are now getting hit by the 7% mortgage rates, and home buyers are reacting exactly the way they're supposed to. They're pulling back from agreeing to pay those ridiculous prices. And we see that in the numbers everywhere, and and they're pulling back more every month. They're pulling back because they cannot afford the mortgage payments at 7%, and even cash buyers, including institutional buyers that buy rental properties, they're pulling back, and they're pulling back faster than regular home buyers because they see how home prices are now skidding. And uh, professional investors don't want to buy at the top and write the whole thing down. The plunge in sales has just been stunning, and it's getting worse. The most immediate view on uh, what home sales might turn out to be, uh, the most real-time view of uh, current home sales is the number of applications by home buyers for uh, mortgages to purchase a home, and uh, those mortgage applications have collapsed by 42% in the latest week compared to a year ago, and they started plunging in February this year and, and as mortgage rates were rising, and they continued to plunge, and uh, now they're down 42% from a year ago. 
but compared to early 2021, so that was roughly the peak of the housing frenzy, mortgage applications have collapsed by 52%. They are now well below the lows during the lockdowns in the spring of 2020, and they matched the lows in 2015, and beyond that, they're the lowest since 1995. And as I said, investors are pulling out even faster. This collapse in mortgage applications in October is an indication of where closed home sales will be. And when we'll get this data in November and December, it's going to be gruesome. About 10 days ago, the National Association of Realtors released the data for home sales that closed in September. And, and these closed sales in September plunged by 24% from a year ago and by 30% from October two years ago. Closed sales in September were barely about the lockdown lows in the spring of 2020, but since then, volume based on purchase mortgage applications has gotten a lot worse. Cash buyers and investors are pulling out even faster, and their share of total home sales has dropped further, and, and it is now down to 15% from a share in the range of 20% earlier this year. They're pulling out because they also see what's going on in the housing market. What's going on in the housing market is that the housing market is now freezing up with uh, potential buyers not willing to apply for a mortgage and not even shopping for a home. So sure, you will hear that the right home priced right will sell, and that's nearly always true. But the key here is priced right, and priced right means priced where the buyers are and not priced at some aspirational level in the seller's imagination. When the market is frozen like this, it's the result of a standoff. The, the, the buyers are not interested in buying or cannot afford to buy homes at those prices. Those buyers are still there, but they're a lot, lot lower. And sellers don't want to sell at prices that could sell for, so they don't put the home on the market or they pull it off the market after a couple of weeks of no traffic and uh, they're muttering to themselves, and this too shall pass. They're hoping for a pivot by the Fed on interest rates, and they're hoping for the Fed uh, to restart money printing. And, and they refuse to see that inflation is raging at over 8%, and that the Fed must get this inflation under control, and that the home price spike is feeding into this inflation, and that the price spike must be unwound to deal with this inflation. So that pivot isn't happening. And, and the Fed now too sees that uh, this inflation has moved into services while fading in some goods. And that inflation raging in services is devilishly hard to stamp out. And services is uh, where nearly two thirds of consumer spending ends up. And it's the biggie. And when inflation in services takes off, it's a huge mess. And that's what we've got now. This will take a long time to get under control, and it may take years, nobody knows, and interest rates will go higher from here and stay high for longer than people expect because after many years of global money printing, these trillions of dollars in excess liquidity are still chasing after everything. For many years, QE and interest rate repression didn't trigger inflation, but then the dam broke 20 months ago and inflation flooded the globe and it's even taking off in Japan and it's turned into a horror show in Europe and underlying inflation is raging in the United States and in Canada and just isn't backing off despite the rate hikes. So potential home sellers now have a problem. 
buyers have vanished at these sky high prices and sales that do take place are taking place at lower prices. Sellers a few months ago got higher prices than sellers today and uh, those who uh, sell now are getting higher prices than those who will sell in a few months. Who panics first? Panics best. The last housing bust took five years to play out. Housing busts are not like crypto trading. There isn't this sort of instant gratification that you get with cryptos when they plunge 20% while you're asleep or 60% or 90% in a few months. The last housing bust continued for years after the Fed started its interest rate of repression and QE in late 2008 to, to, to bail out the banks, and it didn't bottom out until 2011. Back then, there was almost no inflation. But there is raging inflation now, and the Fed is trying to remove the fuel for this inflation before it becomes a much bigger problem and the Fed won't cut rates and restart QE with this kind of raging inflation. This time, there is no Fed put and no Fed bailout. And this time, the housing bust won't take down the banks, as it did last time, because the banks no longer own the mortgages. The whole industry has changed. Most of the mortgages are securitized into mortgage-backed securities by entities such as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are under government receivership, or by Ginnie Mae and the Veterans Administration, which are government agencies, and the government guarantees the mortgages, and these mortgage-backed securities are sold to investors such as pension funds, insurance companies, bond mutual funds, etc., around the globe. If mortgage credit blows up, if there's another huge wave of foreclosures, it won't hit the banks. It'll hit taxpayers mostly and investors to a lesser extent. But we're not seeing any signs of, of credit blowing up yet. Mortgage defaults and foreclosures are just now creeping up from the record lows during the pandemic and remain far lower than any time before the pandemic. So we are far from that happening. And if and when it happens, it'll hit taxpayers and investors and not banks. So the Fed, which is in charge of keeping the banking system from toppling, won't have to bail out the housing market because it won't take down the banks. And if it wants to, because inflation is still raging, the Fed can't just let the housing bust rip. But we're still far from that. Where we're now is the moment when the splendid housing bubble popped. Prices are coming down and they're coming down hard in many uh, places and, and they're coming down in most markets across the country. According to the National Association of Realtors, the median price of all types of homes whose sales closed in September dropped for the third month in a row and is now down 7% from the peak in June. The 7% decline was the largest drop for this three-month period since what I call housing bust one. And uh, there were housing busts before, but uh, housing bust one was the first national housing bust in this millennium. Now we're tinkering with housing bust two. According to the uh, Cashilla Home Price Index, which lags reality on the ground by, by four to six months, uh, the way it's structured, well, it's now showing record fast price declines in some metros, such as the Seattle metro, uh, and uh, the steepest declines uh, since housing bust one in other metros. In some metros, prices plunged faster than they spiked. 
all metros in the index are showing price declines and uh, this was based on deals a few months ago when mortgage rates were at or below six percent now they're over seven percent and the housing market has frozen up i built charts for these metros you can see them on my site wolfstreet.com you can just google that phrase the most splendid housing bubbles in america one chart for each metro going back 20 years those charts are just stunning including the plunges in recent months if you haven't seen them check them out they're kind of a hoot so there's still sales taking place but at prices where the buyers are and buyers are a lot lower the real estate industry is now lamenting that homeowners aren't putting the home they live in on the market because they financed it at three percent and they cannot move because they cannot afford to buy a home at seven percent mortgage rates but in terms of inventory this is a fake argument because if i buy a new home and i sell my old home I take one home off the market and I add another home to the market. It's a zero-sum game and ultimately nothing changes. Realtors love it because they get paid their commission on the churn and that's why they lament the lack of churn. But in terms of the market, it changes nothing. According to the Census Bureau, nearly 10% of all housing units are vacant. In San Francisco, the vacant homes are such a problem that there is now a vacant home tax on the ballot. When I buy a home and move into it, but don't sell the home that I lived in because I want to ride the housing bubble all the way up, that's when I took one home off the market without adding one home to the market but eventually when I want to sell it because now home prices are dropping and the carrying costs are high and, and uh, this isn't fun anymore and maybe because my stocks are down 25% and bankers are breathing down my neck. Well, then when I put the vacant home on the market, that's when I add a home without taking one off. And when lots of people do that, inventory jumps. That always happens during a housing bust. But we're still at the state of the standoff when the housing bubble just popped. The, the state where potential sellers are still trying to outweigh this, hoping for a Fed pivot. That's not going to come. But the actual sellers, those that put the home on the market and sold at whatever price they could get, well, by panicking first, they panicked best. And the longer potential sellers are waiting to hold out, the lower the price will be. And then they'll end up chasing those prices on the way down. And that's what happened last time. I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com, where I tell the stories about business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening to the Wolf Street Report.